0: The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and New Beginnings Christian Church of Spokane. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. We must believe that there is nothing that our God cannot do. Our God can make a way where there is no way, where we can't see it with our own physical eyes. But God is working on our behalf. His word is true. He is faithful. His word does not return void. So welcome to another Saturday morning show. I want to encourage you. This is In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon. And yes, my voice is a little bit off, still fighting this nasty cold virus, whatever we're dealing with here. But I'm believing as well that God is going to heal me, that by his stripes we are healed. I'm taking lots of fluids, taking lots of medicine as well, um, being as smart as possible and resting when I can. But I'm here to join you today to encourage you to talk about the issues that are going on in this nation, in this country. We know that we're in a spiritual battle, but we know in that spiritual battle, God prepares us, that the battle is the Lord's, but we operate and step out in faith and do our part And, of course, the first scripture I'm going to read is a group of scriptures from Ephesians. Now, Ephesians 5, 6 through 16 in the Amplified Version says, Let no one deceive you with empty arguments that encourage you to sin. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes against the sons of disobedience, those who habitually sin. So do not participate or even associate with them the rebelliousness of sin, For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Live as those who are native born to the light. For the fruit, the effect, the result of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord and letting your lifestyles be an example of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior, expressing gratitude to God for your salvation, says, do not participate in the worthlessness and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For it is disgraceful even to mention the things that such people practice in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light of God's precepts, for it is light that makes everything visible. For this reason, he says, awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable I would say, of course, in America, encourage and celebrate. But anyway, not as the unwise, but as wise. Sensible, intelligent, discerning people. Lastly, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. Now, isn't that, that? mean, of course, God's word is true. Does not return void talk about the days of evil. Talk about being the the salt and light of the earth. When when he's calling us here to live godly lives, uh, a life of personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. Yeah, it's tough in these days, in this world where we live right now, where everything is about lies and about personal aggrandizement, or look at me, look at my selfie, or whatever. It is not um, values that are being promoted by the TV, by movies, um, by schools, for that matter. So God's calling us to be different, to be set apart in this way that we exemplify. But it's when we live these godly lives, that we live this uh, moral courage, this, this in, a God a life of integrity, that that brings the light to those around us. It's a stark contrast when you have a, a man or a woman of integrity, Next to a man or a woman that doesn't have integrity it is stark. When we have a man or woman or child of that has moral courage to stand up for what is right against those in a stark contrast who aren't willing to. And a godly character versus a character that is out to please themselves. We know it is stark, but it's supposed to be. The light reveals that which is in the darkness. So we need more of us, more of us called according to its purpose, you know that are that are saved by grace, that are filled with the Holy Spirit, but are willing to be obedient to do these things. I remember uh, our founding forefathers, um, John Adams, has said that the Constitution is wholly inadequate unless, for we have a moral people. It's the driving force unless we have the foundations of God written on upon a heart, upon our culture as a nation to basically keep ourselves rightly submitted to the Lord so we treat one another well. When we love God, we can love our neighbors. But we can't love our neighbors without loving God first. And So this scripture is calling us who do do love God and do love our neighbor to live a life of integrity, moral courage, and godly character so that we are the light, that it reveals the contrast that other people will be drawn to God, drawn to a godly life, drawn to godly values that this nation was founded upon. So I just thought, what a great way to start the show off um, and reminding us all, encouraging you that we are God's light when we submit ourselves to his will and do these things. Now, I want to get into the stories of this week and how this all relates. Now is the time to be courageous because there is so much at stake. Yes, our freedoms are at stake. Yes, our liberty is at stake. Yes, our very way of our life is at stake. And we, if we don't fight for now, our kids won't be able to fight for it because it won't exist. And that sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. But it's also biblical now to stand in the gap now because we're, we've been born into a nation that is prosperous, that is a blessing, that has a providential history of being guided by God out of nowhere. This, this, this nation is so... so unlikely that it could ever have formed the way it did, and yet it did. And then our founding forefathers gave glory to God. The fact that the 11 of the first 13 colonies had a state church and required those around ran for office to be a Christian because it had to be of good moral character to serve the people and not try to take authority for yourself. We've come a long way from away from that, and we know spiritually, politically, economically, there's been a battle against that. Let's talk about the stories of today in this lens—a lens of a Christian lens, a lens of a, a spiritual battle, the lens of the, what our calling is to, in the midst of the bad news, the the drama that we're dealing with, the battle we're in, the day-to-day battles, and the overall war. Um, how to deal with these stories? So the first story is all through the news network. They're talking about we may not be able to get are supplies for Christmas, that Christmas may be in jeopardy because all of these ships are offshore and can't get offloaded. Now, this has been a problem that's been created by the Biden administration for months. Now, if you think about it this way, if you cut back your worker supply, basically you pay people not to work, you pay them more not to work, you have less workers. So you got to pay them more, cost more. And then you have slower offloading been through regulations and um, environmental stuff and all the stuff that this administration has done, you've got a backlog of months of these containers shipped up there off of California that can't get in. So we have store shelves now that are half empty. Uh, I went looking for cat food the other day and couldn't find my cat's brand because it probably comes from China or something like that, and it hasn't been stocked. And I've been lo- I looked for week after week after week, and it's still... Somewhere in our container ship out there. So I had to switch cat food brands. It's, that's not the important part. The point is, this is all man-manufactured. And so now the prices of these goods are going up because there's limited supply arbitrarily. And because we've cut back on the workers, and now we're doing the vaccine mandates and telling these workers that if they don't get vaccinated, they'll get fired. So uh, an already struggling workforce that is, was rewarded for not working is now told that they're going to be fired, what do you think is going to happen, right? There's more on that in a second. But don't worry. I'm believing that, of course, uh, as we the pressure builds, um, they will open up the floodgates, and this stuff will get in for Christmas. There's a, there's a thing, an old saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. This is what the Democrats do all the time. They're going to drum this up to put pressure on American citizens to drive the price up to, to pass their agenda and of course, um, immediately Biden came out and said, well, we need to pass my infrastructure, which is not an infrastructure bill. It's more about uh, a pork spending bill for the New Green Deal to make sure that this hasn't happened. So once again, a crisis created by politics and the left um, being used to justify another uh, spending bill that will cause another crisis down the line. And so that brings me to healthcare workers across this nation, across the world for that sake, Transportation workers, pilots, uh, train workers, all no-showing no at work saying, hey, you can't force me to take this vaccine. These mandates are wrong. They're a loss of freedom. Southwest Airlines had over 1,200 flights canceled in one day. They came out and said it was weather problems. No, it was the pilots coming out and saying, we will not do it. Uh, and they backed off. They said that the, the president of the Southwest Airlines, after several days in a row of canceled flights, and losing tons of money, said we will not mandate the vaccines to all of our employees. And then uh, American Airlines and another one came out and joined forces, including Amtrak, because their workers are standing up and pushing back. We can do the same thing as American citizens. Now, I'm talking about being the light, about having moral courage. This is the wrong thing to do. When you have a, a federal and state government that is pushing anything, mandating against your will, taking away your liberties, whether you are for the vaccine or not, it is wrong. And so it takes moral courage, integrity to step up and to defend those in their right not to receive this, to not lose their job because of being forced. And so the more of us to step up and push back, the more they're going to back down. The reason they can do what they're doing right now is because we comply. Okay, which brings me to the next story, it's all related. It's all tied in together. You have Joe Biden came out on Thursday, uh, literally begging OPEC, which is the Middle Eastern, Iraq, Iran, that, that area, for, to pump more oil. They control a lot of the oil market, and that's why it was so powerful under Trump to become energy independent, because we have literally hundreds and hundreds of years of oil and natural gas in the U.S. That's why the Keystone Pipeline and the Dakota Pipeline were so integral, to make us non-dependent on OPEC and Russia and China for our energy goals. So Biden comes in, cancels the pipeline, uh, Dakota pipeline, and the Keystone pipeline, um, depends more on OPEC, allows Russia to complete a pipeline from Russia to China and Germany, which frees them up and lowers their costs, but increases ours. Now he's in the, in the, the place where he has to beg our enemies— to produce more oil, to lower the cost because the burden is getting too high on U.S. citizens. Now, he doesn't care about you and I. The fact that we're paying four bucks a gallon for gas, that fact that home heating oil is hurting the most vulnerable senior citizens at home, he only hurts that, that enough of us are hurting enough that we're speaking out. So he wants to lower it just enough that he can get by and pass his next spending bill. This is wrong. This was created by Joe Biden and his administration and the left and all the New Green Deal people, basically the leftists, um, canceling all of the independence uh, that Trump had put in place and the conservative policies that he had passed, making us energy independent. We are stronger when we're energy independent. We need to return to that. And it's not because we don't have the oil or natural gas. It's because we're not being allowed to access it here, which is wrong. Part of this infrastructure bill, this spending bill that uh, Joe Biden's pushing with the Democrats with Pelosi and and every Democrat in this state, every Democrat congressman and congresswoman in the state, right now, they're pushing this thing. In the bill, I've talked about it before, they're saying they're going after the rich, making them pay their fair share. The rich don't deal in $600 increments. They want to give the IRS, the authority, to review every transaction or group of transactions greater than $600. So if you pay $200 a week towards daycare, that adds up to $600. If you spend $600 a month on coffee, which I probably do, they can investigate that. That is tyranny. When you weaponize an agency like the IRS to have access to all of our bank accounts, they're looking to spend, to get more money. Obviously, but this is this doesn't affect the rich; it affects you and me at every level. So right now, we've got to stand up, say that is wrong. You're lying to us again. You do not have the authority to go after and look at my accounts. Next, a little good news: Joe Rogan has the number one podcast in the world. I don't listen to it. Um, he's a former. He did like fact. Uh, uh, Fear Factor TV show back in the day, got into MMA, uh, done some announcing. He's into a whole bunch of other stuff. But he started a podcast when podcasting got big. And it's huge. Millions, tens of millions of people listen to him every week. Well, he got COVID. At COVID, he got prescribed ivermectin, just like we did. And took ivermectin, and he got better. And he took a bunch of other stuff, health stuff, too. He's a health nut. And he And recovered. He was talking about it. And then you have uh, CNN and other left-wing media ridiculing him, making fun of him, and saying he was taking horse dewormer. So he's suing CNN, but he had the medical doctor Sanjay Gupta, which is CNN's medical director that's on TV all the time talking about COVID, on, and he said, does it bother you that CNN lied? And he he was kind of waffling around because, no, they've— actually knew it was incorrect, but still told the lie and promoted it and ridiculed me. And, and the guy goes, I don't know. He goes, why didn't you as a medical director check it out? He goes, I don't know. Joe Brogren is an example of someone who's in authority is pushing back. There's Kyrie Irving, a basketball player who's not going to get an extension. He's making tons of money, but he's pushing back. I said, you can't make me take this vaccine. You didn't let me know, Uh, of the risk beforehand, so I'm not going to take it. Then you have Dave Chappelle, uh, a comedian who you probably don't appreciate his type of humor, but he's got a comedy series again on Netflix where he's pushing back against the cancel culture and they're trying to cancel him, but he doesn't care. We need to stand up, speak the truth, and not apologize to these thugs that are trying to quiet us down. The Washington Post this week, folks, look it up. The headline says, Democrats declare war on school board moms. This is one of the biggest stories we should be paying attention to on the example of how government can be used to silence our free speech. What happened is um, Merrick Garland, I talked about this last week, um, was directed by Biden and his administration um, at the request of teachers' unions and teachers and school boards, they were afraid that all these parents were speaking up against critical race theory, against this, um, this education against our kids, and they're trying to deny it. And parents are saying, you cannot do this to my kids. You're lying to us. This must stop. Well, they requested that the federal government step in and declare that us parents that are concerned about what's going on in our schools and uh, school boards as domestic terrorists. That is crazy. And so the Democrat party, the left, ask your Congressman, ask your rep on the Democrat left, why they're allowing the government, the FBI, to go after you and me, parents, that have a concern about their kids, and they're not going after those people that burnt down the federal buildings, that rioted in the streets, that threw bricks through buildings, that try to defund the police. We know that they have ill intent involved, but to go after parents is to silence our free speech because they want to ram these anti-American, anti-God, anti-kid policies down our throats. And we must continue to push back. So thank God for the moms and the dads stepping up at these school board meetings. This federal government does not have the right or the authority to do so. we got to push back. Speaking of pushing back, here in Washington State, Doug and I, on our show, Doug and Marty Versus the World, heard today at 10 a.m., we've got a pastor from Eatonville on there, from uh, it's uh, Grace Point Church, and we got a lady from the Washington Civil Rights Union on there talking about a group that's called the um, MarchForFreedomWa.com, talks about actually saying no to the vaccine, actually getting exemptions, how to navigate that. So make sure you tune in today at 10 to listen to that. But we're pushing back, and we're getting success there as well. When we stand up, speak the truth in love, obviously, but don't kowtow or bow to these people. Another good news. A federal judge, according to the Western Journal, a federal judge in New York declared that Companies, over 100 employees, and state and federal um, employers must grant religious exemptions. They must be allowed, and they must grant accommodations. So that should be able to be used nationwide to enforce these things that we all have, that, that, that companies and governors and state and federal agencies that are trying to take away your, your civil liberties should be put in check. Which leads me to the next story that I want to spend a little bit more time on. Out of Loudoun County, Virginia, there was a a disruption. A parent came to the school board. He was complaining about their transgender policy, how their lack of supervision, and how they covered up um, this case. And he was arrested and taken out. It was a big ruckus. But it comes out that this man's daughter was brutally raped and sodomized in the girls' bathroom from a boy who wore a skirt who identified as a transgender, and the school board covered it up. I would be irate. I don't blame this gentleman at all, but the media mocked him. The school board covered it up. He has every right to demand justice. His daughter should have never been exposed to this type of threat. It's these type of policies that we're we're told, don't worry about it, not a big deal. It is. You could see this coming. When you allow men to go into women's locker rooms, I don't care what your identity is, there is a danger to these girls, and it's wrong. We should be looking out to protect our children, not set them up where they're in dangerous situations like this. Um, I hope that father gets to sue. I hope the school board and that school district pay, but I hope and pray that this young girl isn't traumatized that she gets the grace she needs and the help she needs and the mental health. And I pray that this that this perpetrator, this criminal, gets thrown in jail, uh, is held accountable. The last news story you need to know about before I get into my rant for the day. I know, yeah. You start my rant for the day. I've probably been ranting already. The last story is Andy No, a reporter out of Portland, broke this story. Reads like this. For 11 months, black families in an Atlanta suburb were terrorized with letters from someone saying they were a white KKK member who will burn the houses and kill them. After an extensive investigation by police, they charged a black woman, Tricia Lucas, of a a hate hoax. Once again, a black woman was terrorizing these black families, pretending to be a KKK member and white, to, to make them afraid. This is twisted and wrong, but it's used for an agenda. So make sure that you don't believe everything you hear, and the truth does come out eventually. Okay, for the last couple minutes of the show, I am going to do my rant. What I'm talking about is really what's important. I've seen it on Prager University. I've seen Charlie Kirk the other day talk about this, and it really struck home. Our Christian roots, our Christian faith has a Holy Trinity. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The American has a Trinity on our on our money and our, our way of life. It's liberty, in God we trust, and E pluribus unum, liberty that we have freedom. We have the God given rights only given to us to exercise to be free. Freedom is 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 being taken away. So we have to understand how valuable and how how just cherished it is. In God we trust, knowing that our rights come from God. They're not given to us by government. They're protected by the Constitution and by we the people. Uh, Our government is unique like any other in the nation, in the world, I should say, and e pluribus unum, meaning from many one. We are one nation under God. We are many peoples, many tribes, Many nationalities, but we become Americans. This is the only place in the world where you can come from Africa, you can come from France, you can come from Ireland, and you become American. It's not just nationality, it's not just citizenship, it is something unique. We become one people, one American people. Unique about America is the people are sovereign. Our Constitution it says our rights come from God, but government is instituted that among the people, a government created for, by, and of the people, meaning we are the sovereign. Every other Western, European, or even Eastern country has a centralized government where government is the ultimate authority. In America, we the people are sovereign, we have the authority. And then from that, we institute government to do certain things. We delegate, we consent, uh, we are the governed, and we consent to the government on certain things that they can do on our behalf. That's it. We're unique. And of course, we have the executive, legislative, and judicial. Once again, three. With liberty, though, is our core value as Americans. Compare that to Australia right now, where there are shutdowns and lockdowns. In Australia, where the, if you go out past a curfew at 8 o'clock, you're arrested. Yeah, If you don't wear a mask, you're tackled in the street. That is because they don't understand the natural rights. They don't have natural rights that are given to them by God. They have a government that can give them or take them away. This brings into perspective the battle we're in. Yes, it's spiritual. It's good versus evil. It's God versus the devil. It is communism versus capitalism in our system that has transformed the world, has left more people out of poverty than any nation in history. But you hear these words from the leftists. It's talk about the global reset. Nine months ago, we had the strongest economy in 50 years. Black communities, Hispanic communities, Asian communities had the lowest unemployment rate in over 50 years. We were energy independent. Our military had been restored. Our nationalistic spirit was strengthening. Our pride in America first was, was on the stage. We were strong against China, strong against Russia. Of course, our enemies hated it, but we were strong. The leftists that talk about the Great Global Reset. Obama said we're no longer a Christian nation. Obama said that we're part of the world, one world. Great Global Reset has to just remove boundaries that we're not nations. We're a global economy, global government, global religion. The Bible talks about this. One world religion, one world government, one world economy. So we're going toward a digital coin. All these things must be fulfilled in Scripture. But we as Christians need to be aware of the signs of the time and realize that there is a a, a group of people that battle with us that are fighting on the side that is anti-Christian, anti-God, anti-family values that must remove what we care about. Nationalism is important. Individual identity is important. It's what we believe in in Scripture. They say, no, you're not an individual. You're part of a collective. You're part of a group. That's why we're divided among races, among economic class, and of course now, COVID vaccine status. The more they can divide us, the more they can classify us in groups and use one group against the other group. That's how they gain power. When you take the strongest economy and strongest government, strongest national identity in the world and you have it term within itself to now believe that we're just in the system, this is the battle word. When you can say that there is no absolute truth except for what the government tells you, this whole thing about compliance is what we're seeing right now. All of our battles against these vaccine mandates, against these mandates in our school with the critical race theory, the teachers union and all that stuff, teaching our kids to um, be oppressors or non oppressors this is all part of a bigger battle the good versus evil, globalism versus nationalism. It is one world government versus individual sovereignty. We the people are sovereign, but they want to take that away so that we're no longer sovereign and able to speak for ourselves. Our founding forefathers, I'll end with this. One of the reasons they came to America, they came from a nation where they didn't own land. They didn't own themselves. They were in a class society where they were born into a caste. They came to america so they can be free to own land to protect land but to be a free person and a free person could freely worship then jesus christ and so jesus came to set us free and to set us free indeed i'm gonna end the show today god bless you and god bless america but be aware the battle we're in is bigger but god is the victor let's do our part let's seek him let's repent from our evil ways and he will hear from heaven and heal our land as we go take the battle he will guide our steps and give us the victory in Jesus' name. Amen. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do.